Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. It is December. We are into December now. Well, we were in the other day, but <laughs> we're here in December, rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily holiday grind. Some of us are wearing plaid blazers. We're doing it in red lips and no denim jumpers. And we're really happy to be here with you. Fabulous Homemaker Chic audience on this Monday we're going to talk. We're going to have a good time like we always do. I am Angela Reed of ParisianFarmGirl.com and I'm joined by Shay Elliott of the ElliottHomestead.com and ShayElliott.com. She's uh, receiving something there, a beverage. Oh, I see that. It's beverage time. Okay. Yes, How are you? Can you talk um, and pour at the same time? Don't know. We'll see. Um, I am doing well. I loved our conversation the other day. Yes. Um, and as Shay does, I go and I like <laughs> make these lists and I'm like, okay, just get going in the general direction. Right. And I think, uh, one of the takeaways for me from Thursday's episode was like, just do, do the things you can do the things you can do. Like, doesn't mean you're going to solve all your problems, but like, there are things that you can do, you know, whether it's a health thing or it's just a home thing. <laughs> so right. So it's been good. It's been a good weekend. I think we, we, we say so much uh, that we're not a victim. You know, we're not a victim of our kitchen. We're not a victim of our wardrobe. We're not a victim of it. Like, right. Like we're, we're not victims. Yep. So what can we do? No matter what, can what we can, do, what, whatever our topic that we're talking about on the show, we get done for an hour. The listener gets done for an hour. And then yep. we have to decide, okay, now we know X, Y, Z, or now we've been motivated or encouraged in such a fashion. We ha- There is a decision to be made right at that moment. Yep. Well, what will we do with it now? Yep. Will it just be a source of entertainment or will it actually, uh, will, will something come from it? Mm-hmm. Will some, will it bear fruit? Mm-hmm. And, and the, the fruit bearing is, um, you know, we, we also say the calorie is not coming. The fruit bearing is up to us. It's uh, action is typically required, whether it's just folding that load of laundry or it's uh, trying something new in the kitchen. Maybe you're part of Shay's cooking community and it's time to just stop watching and actually do the cooking or something. But typically when we take in information, I don't know about you, Shay, but I think I'm like a junk, an information junkie. It's probably... Um, a detriment. I think we'll talk about that a little bit today because we're going to talk mm-hmm. about being the CEO of our free time. <laughs> and sometimes that, sometimes that desire to consume information is really just an excuse to be entertained. You know? Oh, yeah, a hundred percent. Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> My sister and I were talking about that the other day. I said, you know, it's kind of chewing on this idea of what if like, I just didn't listen to the news. What if I just sort of unplugged? Oh, oh, okay. Yes. Cause like, it doesn't really affect me. <laughs> it no, does, but it doesn't. And no. so, but then I'm, or, or podcasts, I listen to political podcasts, you know, and her and I sort of deduced that like, yeah, we like enjoy politics a little bit, but basically we're in, we're listening for entertainment for sarcasm or for punchlines or what, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Um, But is that the best way to feed our minds and spend our time? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, not to go here again, but like I had to legit ask myself these questions after my issue, my anxiety attack that we talked about on Monday or Thursday, (laughs) whatever day it was Thursday. Um, Because I was like, you, you're self-deceiving yourself into thinking 
you're using your free time. Like I use Instagram for work. I use Facebook for work. I blog for work. I cook for work. I farm for work. Like, and I'm like, so all these, that is true. Mm -hmm. But what's also true (laughs) is that you could, you could do that in a way where it took a minute portion of the time that you're actually giving it. Yeah. So yeah, you have to go to Instagram and you're going to post and you're going to share things on stories. That doesn't mean you have to do anything else on Instagram. So um, don't be, basically what happens is we use our minds and we turn ourselves into the victim. I mean, I'm a victim of social media, mm-hmm. right? It makes, it makes me crazy. It makes me have panic attacks. It's like, well, I mean, no, it makes me jealous. It makes me insecure. It makes me, Oh, whatever. totally. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that had a huge, a huge amount to do with it. Um, because it's the holidays and there's just expectations everywhere. And, uh, anyway, okay. Enough about so, that. I, I, you know, we're going to, we are going to touch obviously on social media today. And I think we've done a pretty good job of establishing like this fine line of it. It's a wonderful thing. It's the state that you come to it in. Yes. Yes. Like yes. Question mark. Uh, no, I agree. Okay. I don't know though that we as humans, I think very few of us have the wisdom and the discretion and the self-awareness to do that. Well, yeah, (laughs) because it is, it plays on our lazy, sinful desires. Mm -hmm. I mean, you scroll and subconsciously, it might not even be a huge feeling, but you feel jealous. You feel inspired. You feel, um, envious you feel like you want to buy that i mean it's just like and you're just going through them like this ticking them down and down and i genuinely don't think that our brains are are can do that <laughs> well so even well, if you come to it with a I good heart like, like subsequent oh. consequences then oh sure you're, you're snapping at your kids because you just you felt a surge of jealousy by looking at some picture that you just read <laughs> or you know there's yep or, it's like or, stu- Stu always says we make our tools and then our tools make us. Yeah. And we have been made by social media. We have been made. Uh, I've said this before too. Like there's two things I wonder what I would be like without. I wonder what I'd be like without my parents' divorce. And I don't think I'm walking around like a, a basket case or anything, but I just wonder like as an adult, what do I look like sans divorce? And I wonder what mm-hmm. I'd be like without social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that fascinates me. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now we're going to tell you. We'll just jump right media. in. <laughs> <laughs> and check out House of Tokuman on Instagram. They are the sponsor of this season nine. And uh, they came to us wanting to be the sponsor because they we were going to do this CEO of your house concept. And we all felt like that was a good fit because the CEO makes wise decisions and a wise decision is buying things for your home that are made to last. Mm-hmm. And so uh, check them out at hotrugs.net or follow them on Instagram um, because you're going to really get an education in rugs and and what you should be putting in your home. Um, we're talking about like no plastics, no off-gassing, no synthetic estrogens being brought in, which are so bad for all of us, especially our children. We're talking about something that is made to last and that you could pass down to said children if you wanted to. So we thank House of Tokemans so much for sponsoring mm-hmm. the show. 
If you do visit hotrugs.net and you make a first-time purchase, you are going to want to enter the coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEIK25 for 25% off your first rug, which is so generous this holiday season. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, Is it just me or like, I feel like you and I usually tend to kind of go through these things at the same time. I am house of Tokumen sort of started this thing in me where I'm just like aggressive about what comes into our house because the off-gassing thing is one thing, but just Mm -hmm. the, we've been in it through enough life now with our kids and all the different stages that we've gone through where it's like, we have thrown so much crap away. Shay, it's it's an embarrassment of like, I am, I have, I, I carry shame. I'm not kidding. Like I carry shame. I'm always making the Laura Ingalls analogy because she is such a hero to me, but that the simplicity in mm-hmm. which they lived and here's me like, Oh, I love that. Oh, <laughs> so pure and wonderful. <laughs> like dumpster. Cause we got more crap to get rid of. You know, it's just, it's, it's true. It's so embarrassing. Like when I stand to account someday, like that's going to be on my list. Like look at all the junk you single handedly. Like, but I have six children. You don't understand. Like I'm in a modern world and stuff is always coming in hand-me-downs and they bring stuff home and they need stuff and six winter coats and six <laughs> of this and six mattresses and two pillows per bed. That is a lot. It's a lot. Blankets. So many blankets. You know, like just. I know. Yeah. I know. Oh, I, I, I experienced this thing. Um, I noticed this as a new mom on vacation. We stayed up here before we lived here. We stayed in a little tiny cottage and I, maybe I just had Aiden. I had one or two kids and it was just like two bedrooms. It couldn't have been more than seven. And we brought a little wicker basket of farm toys and I brought three books and that was that. And I had enough outfits to wear for the week. And so did they. And I just remember thinking, this is so embarrassing. Like you could easily live like this. And that was, yeah. Who knew I was going to have four or five kids more? Yeah. Four or five more. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know if anyone else understands. Don't, please don't come to me for wisdom on all the things. Cause I am just scrapping through like the rest of you, but like, this is legitimately a major problem that I have with Christmas because of the culture that we live in and the, the stuff. And like, I love my husband so much and he comes from a big Christmas family and like, he loves getting gifts and he loves giving gifts and he Mm -hmm. is a much better gift giver than I am. They are thoughtful. He is intentional. He is not just like throw a bunch of crap at the kids kind of a guy. It's like, no, we're going to get him a few things and they're going to be good things. And even then, I'm still like, they don't need anything. And, and not only that, it's not only that because I don't need anything and yet I still buy stuff. So I get that, but, but they are actually burdened by their stuff. And I know this because Mm -hmm. of their bedrooms Mm -hmm. and they legitimately have a difficult time. And I am, again, I am aggressive about this. I'm aggressive about the toys that they keep. I am aggressive about cleaning their rooms And yet still they have more than they are capable of like keeping well. And yet I'm like, and now we're going to give you more, more, 
question. I don't, I don't yeah. like that. Uh, Darla says like, if her kids can't, can't clean it up in 15 minutes, like that's the marker. Yeah. Yeah. In their room. It should take 15 minutes to clean. It's usually a telltale. Like if they, if it's time for you to sweep through their clothes and throw away like the ones with the oh holes gosh, in it, the, you I'm know, it's the clothes. I'm like, clothes. you guys all dress like hillbillies. I know. But you have all these clothes. Like, I know. You have to take them away. And I'm not even shopping for the clothes. Like, where do they come from? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I have like two weeks to sort it out. I mean, okay. So we do our Christmases. We've talked about this before, but we have lots of new listeners here. So the way we do gifts in our house for Christmas is we give our kids each four gifts, something you want, something you need, something to wear and something to read. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, it's actually really difficult to only do four things because it's easy to be like, okay, well, something to wear. Here's a box of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's headbands and a coat and shoes. And, you know, it's, it's fun so and it's exciting. You lavish. You, you know? do. You do. Yeah. And it, I go it in the TJ Maxx checkout line and there's like glitter headbands and clips. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Anais would love all of this stuff. And then I would step on it when I go to tuck her in and it would shatter. And yeah. 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 It's a real, it's a real tricky thing. And I think experiences are good. I mean, other people have dealt with this in a lot of ways, you know, so I'm not certainly not claiming like I've solved any great thing, but that does kind of keep it reined in for us. But then you've got aunts and uncles and grandparents and, you know, these things filter in and they just find a way into your house and then it becomes our job to manage them. And then I get resentful and angry. Yeah. The kids, my kids don't have a lot of exterior gifts coming in, even throughout yeah. by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always feel like, well, gosh, I don't want to be like chintzy. <laughs> yeah, you it's know, been really blessed. And but then, you know, I think, for example, my parents gave me a set of water color pencils when I was 12. And it's actually sad in that I knew that was such a big deal. I, I, I was hesitant to use them. I went into my marriage still with those watercolor pencils, like as a, as a budding artist, I didn't even use them all the way because Mm -hmm. it was just so epic for me to get this one set of pencils Mm -hmm. and like, we didn't get stuff during the year. You know, my kids are like, Oh, when you're in green Bay, will you get X, Y, Z? Yeah. I never got stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of it is just being homeschooled. Like we've talked about fostering an environment of creativity Mm-hmm. in our homes. We talked about that a lot. Well, that means that means piano stuff. music and needles, needles and Darn. yeah, Hot games, and markers, yeah. 3D pens. <laughs> My kids love the 3D pens. Just no. all the things. Mm-hmm. It's just all the things. And I did this last year. I remember doing this last year where I was like, I need to purge my house. I need to organize everything. And you were like, do not do that before Christmas. And yeah. I was like, I have to, because I feel this need to like, <laughs> to somehow control the stuff aspect. So I'm trying to redirect this energy this year okay? because we also have company. And so like, that means just more stuff and more people and more everything. And so I'm trying to just tell myself, okay, well, you can't, you can't control this. You can't control Christmas. You're going to give your kids, kids presents. Mm-hmm. They're going to get presents from their grandparents. Like, this is not actually in your control all the way, mm-hmm. but what you can control are these little pockets. So like I made myself a list. Here's things I can do. Like today I cleaned out my little refrigerator. 
in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like that can be nice. And I found all kinds of beautiful rotten things in there. So that was really <sighs> lovely. I cleaned it out because I opened it up and I'm like, something has died. <laughs> and it looked like something had died. <laughs> um, keeping my root cellar really clean, keeping my laundry room really clean, even though it's half torn apart right now. Um, putting our hand to the things that actually can bring us comfort that aren't the things that here's an example. If you're going to put your energy into something, it's a really good idea to put it into organizing your refrigerator because your kitchen is going to get messy again in like an hour. Yeah. And it's great to have a clean kitchen and you should have a clean kitchen, but it's going to get messy again in an hour. And so I think that can be really defeating for the homemaker when you put all your energy into cleaning the living room, cleaning the dining room, cleaning the kitchen. Okay. Well, that's all undone after the next meal. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I'm trying to kind of trying to think like, okay, well, what are the things I can do? I can't purge my house right now. I'm not going to do all this. What can I do? Uh, This spring, I purged my closet. Early this summer, I purged my closet. This is just a little celebratory moment. You get to celebrate with me. Okay. Like I Marie Kondoed my closet. Hardcore. Like I folded the sweaters. I got all the little pretty organizer boxes from TJ Maxx. And yesterday I was standing there thinking, where's all my winter clothing? Like, where's my apres ski sweater? Like I was thinking of like certain garments that I just thought I get. There's not piles in my house. There's no hidden mm-hmm. pockets of laundry. Any, like, where are they? And then I remembered, oh, you made a nice little box staring right there. And it says, you've got your label maker, your sexy label oh, maker. Oh, I love labels. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The label maker is like such a source of joy in my life. It is. And so I opened it up and I was like, there are, and a lot of them are like resale. So don't judge me. There's like 10 sweaters right there. Just little mm-hmm. thin everyday sweaters. Anything big and Irish and fabulous. And so I took the lid off and I propped it up like this and okay. set it back on the shelf. And now I can see all the sweaters. So I know they're there, but they're still all organized and wonderful. And it made me so freaking happy. Listen to me, men. Your women want you to help them label stuff and they will be so hot for you. Like Friday night, pour me a glass of wine and help me organize my kitchen. And... <laughs> I will be, I am yours. My kitchen I am yours. actually say under <laughs> the things, like it says Pyrex measuring cups, pie, pie tins. Like it says it on the drawer. I used my label maker. Okay. So I didn't go like Julia Child and make like the, the trace shape. Yeah. But at least if you, you can see what should go there. And if people I would just overhauled them before Thanksgiving because I thought, God forbid, somebody open my kitchen doors right now. There's like a loaf of stale breadcrumbs in here. Yeah. I could just reconstitute and make stuffing. So yeah, yep. I just detailed them and kind of brought everybody around. I'm like, now we're going to open this drawer. We're going to observe what goes in this drawer. Spatulas do not go in this drawer. Socks do not go in this drawer. <laughs> This is casserole tins, mm. no bowl jar lids, no rings in the kitchen. Like where you just open a drawer and like people just throw the ball jar rings. Oh my gosh, no, that makes no. me nuts. Yep. People in my kitchen mostly just makes me nuts. It's just my happy place. I just want them. Me. I just want them to leave. I, I know that sounds terrible. I just want to be in there by myself, you guys. I do. I know. I, I, don't I know. almost like envy the way you've been able to put your foot down about it because my mine are in there all the time. No. Oh, mine are in there all the time. No, they're in there all the time. But they're using it. Like, yeah. 
they're making things and they're skilled. They have this, they can outdo me at 20 as children. Yeah. Uh, And I, I know that's because I've, because of the sacrifice on my end, Ah. but yeah, sometimes like for dinner, for example, I'm like, they want to help. I'm like, no, now I get it. Now it gets to be my space, you know? Yeah. That's kind of how we do it. So I let them help and do their own stuff for breakfast and lunch. And if Georgia wants to make cookies or whatever, like, okay, mm-hmm. but supper time is my time. Right. This, is And I'm sorry, knives and chopping. And yeah, but this is like literally quite literally also how we feed our family, both literally and financially. Right. <laughs> so right. like I have to, you have to get better. And- I have to get better. I have yeah. to try things. I have to be focused. I have mm-hmm. to like, I have to be in the zone. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like a race car driver who takes their kid to work with them. And it's like, no, just no, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. No right. kids in the car. But it also makes me feel like a pretty bad mom. Hmm. Um, my, my girl's usually about 2.30. Can we bake something? Mm-hmm. Can I make this? Can I yes, I would love to clean the kitchen before I start making dinner and then clean the kitchen again. Yeah, I'm always like, you have to clean it up. Mm-hmm. And then when I walk into it to make dinner, it better be clean again. Mm-hmm. It never quite is, but they try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're probably better. You're a better mom than me at that. Mine are probably going to like leave not knowing how to do anything. Mom was so mean. She never let us in the kitchen. <laughs> they know how to fry an egg. <laughs> oh, my kids. Yeah. Like from an early age, like at three. <laughs> Junior's over the other day, just turning on burners, doing stuff at the stove. And Joel yep. and I just looked at each other like. I guess yep. we're just weird because we let our five-year-old just use knives and yep. skillets and all that. Yep. They'll sort it all out. Yep. Let's cue that wine music. Let's do it. Because I am sipping and I have been for the last, I don't know, 20 minutes. <laughs> it's been 20 minutes. This is the part of the show where we crack open a bottle of Dry Farm Wines. Dry Farm Wines is organic, biodynamic wines shipped to you uh, from small vignerons all over the world. <laughs> Shay's got a bottle. She's eyeballing there. Um, and we invite you to make this choice with us. This is all in the spirit of better, not more. It's in the spirit of being the CEO of your health, which is what we talked about uh, during the last episode. So there's uh, no extra yeast. This wine is made strictly with the yeast that is on the fruit. <laughs> and uh, no uh, purple dye, no added sugar, because really, we just need to avoid the sugar. That's a whole nother episode. And we would like you to visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Mm-hmm. Little brain fart there. And uh, <laughs> give it a try if you never have before. You can try three bottles, six bottles, 12 bottles, red, white, bubbly. You can mix them all up if you want to. And if you've never done it, they are going to give you an extra bottle for a penny. So now is the time. Everybody needs an extra bottle to take as a hostess present. So give it a try. And then let us know over on Instagram what you think, because this is, as Shay likes to say, the sourdough of the wine world. So it's going to be, um, you're going to notice a big difference. It's its a wonderful, wonderful conversion. Uh, sort of that idea of once you know better, then you have to do better. I know. That's the tricky mm-hmm. part. That's the tricky part. And uh, we're going to have Todd on really soon, and he's going to mm-hmm. inspire you even more to do better. So visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic get your extra bottle for a penny they've been with us since almost day one and Mm -hmm. this is the only wine that shay and i drink 
No, it is like I'm legit. No, like for real. I'm. <laughs> if I go out to drink, because I actually got asked this. If I go out to drink, I will get a gin cocktail, usually like mm-hmm. gin, lemon juice, and honey, or gin and grapefruit juice. Um, or I will get a beer, <laughs> like a good Northwest IPA. But I don't really drink wine out, which oh, that's fine. That's fine because it's better than like digging at my ears and itching my ears all night. So, okay. So what are you saying? This is a really good one for me to pronounce for you ladies. Um, Wonderful. This is a Primavera. It's a white from Austria. It's from the, uh, what was that region that we had last week? Niederösterreich. Niederösterreich. Okay. There you go. Um, So this is called Gruber Roschitz. It's Gruberocious. Um, So it's a blend and it's Sauvignon Blanc, Welsh Riesling, hmm. Welsh Griesling, and Gelber Muscateller. <laughs> I love the names of these. <laughs> these are great. I love how you say them like with the least Germanic <laughs> accent. This is a Muscateller. Didn't we decide in season two that all German words need to be read like angry? (laughs) There is such a great meme about that, but Russian wins over German. Like, anyway, I'll find it. It's I I love memes. I know that they tend to be very divisive, but I love some memes. I got one the other day about French tenses. About (laughs) learning French is like taught them to live in the present tense because. Something about, you know, like how hard it is to conjugate yeah. all the other tenses. Well, there's like a the president. Yeah, there you go. There's like, what, nine tenses in French or something? Oh, no, there's about like 18. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> all right. Well, this is a nice, dry, sharp, tart, white wine. Absolutely beautiful. So this is what I'm enjoying. I'm making some meatballs for dinner that are coated in like a tomato sauce, super basic, like Monday meal, mm-hmm. um, baked meatballs, rice in the Instapot. So pairing it with a nice fancy white wine feels very right. <laughs> cool. Makes it fancy. Wonderful. Okay. One more time. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Do it. Do it now. There you go. Okay. So today, uh, <laughs> the CEO of free time, Edward, there's no judging going on here. <laughs> This is basically like okay. set up the mirror and I will just talk to myself for the next <laughs> 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And not, well, not, it's not going to be like a big shaming about uh, social media because we kind of already touched on that. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I do get inspiration from people too on social media. Big time. And they do inspire me to take action. And I think that's uh, one of the the bonuses of it. And I think winter is a great time to, I, I know not everybody's a gardener. Okay. I think you and I have, um, but they should be free time. They should be, <laughs> we're judging now uh, this mindset of free time in the winter, because it is really easy. Yeah. You get into October, you know, you're done putting up all your food and you're thinking, Oh my gosh, like all those hours I was out there, through their school, 
but now I don't have to do that. And so there's this mindset of having free time, but, um, I feel like even non-gardeners surely have this kind of feeling about winter. There's just something different about it. You're not so much on the go. Many mm-hmm. of us are close, staying closer to home because of weather, mm-hmm. not so many obligations, you know, graduations, birthday parties, blah, 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 baby showers, weddings, all the stuff that happens in the summer. So I think it's a really great time to look at ourselves as women and take another look at how we want to be developing and what kind of hobbies we want to be investing in or how we'd like to take um, maybe some of the things we're dabbling in and mm-hmm. ratch, take them up a notch. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling stuck in your kitchen, uninspired, and frankly, not loving the food that you've been putting on the table, I want to personally invite you to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you will get five farm fresh inspired recipes each month created from my farm kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you a thorough instructional video showing you how to create the dish in your own kitchen with tips, tricks, and pointers to help you learn new skills and advance in your cooking abilities. The cooking community is designed to get you passionate about good food, to get you fired up, to get you skilled up, to get you excited about cooking and serving up delicious whole food-based dishes on your table. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. Also, if you're looking to give a gift this holiday season, I'd love for you to visit cook.theelliothomestead.com forward slash a dash la dash c-a-r-t-e. That's a la carte to shop a few special recipe packages of various sizes and topics that are perfect for gifts and come with a physical gift card in the mail. Let's get cooking. Here's kind of, um, here's kind of how I see after the free- holiday hump. Now's a good time oh, to be like yeah. ruminating on it. Yeah. Be prepared. No. Yeah. Um, that's what I was just going to say is I think we have to embrace the fact that we are either going to shape our free time or our free time is going to shape us. Mm-hmm. Meaning if I say to myself, my free time in the winter is going to be spent crocheting dishcloths by the fire. I'm going to read these two books for the winter and I'm going to try to practice my language or I'm going to try to take a walk every day. Those are what I'm going to do with my free time. Mm -hmm. If I don't plan those, then what will happen is my free time will be eaten up by everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, So like one of the things I've decided that I'm going to do for the winter, regardless of the weather is I'm going to take my dog for a walk. We, I can just walk out my door. I can walk endlessly through the orchards down by the pond. You see herons and pheasants and elk and it's beautiful. Like go do that. Well, I'm telling you in order to do that, I sometimes I got to like kind of actually just walk away and just be like, this is, I'm just going to walk away and I'm just going to go do this thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes free time is like that. It's you shaping it and saying, I'm going to do this thing. And other times it's just, you happen to be with your family in the living room and the kids are maybe playing chess and there's a fire going and like Stu will be picking on his guitar. And it's like, well, I'm sitting here. So what's easiest is that I pick up my phone and then I do something on my phone, watch a YouTube video or whatever. Um, And so if I don't actually have something at the ready, if I'm not prepared, that's what's going to happen. And so I actually think we have to sort of create and cultivate our environments to be filled with things that we want them to be filled with in our free time. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. Like you can't crochet unless you've got yarn and a crochet hook. 
at your, like, you got to have it there. Yeah. So I think there's this, um, okay. So there's with free time and especially if we're going to get like all nostalgic, hygge, winter thinking, we have this romantic notion that, um, these things are just going to happen. Yeah. The chestnuts are roasting by the open fire and I'm sitting here <laughs> clickety clack with my, yeah, my needles and I'm going to town on the next scarf, you know, or, and I think especially maybe with a modern uh, lifestyle <laughs> intention is required. So yeah. looking at winter and going, okay, what do I need? Do I need to order some things? Do I need to order art supplies? Do I need to order, you know, a new presser foot from my sewing machine because I haven't used it in months and I can't find the dang thing or like what? Yeah. We have to look at what we're interested in and be ready. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the idea is that it's like this, just like romantic thing that's going to happen with our free, our cozy winter free time, but totally. it's probably not going to be totally the case. Yeah. Well, and it's, again, it comes back to like one of those things where we have this idea of sort of who we want to be. And I, and I just mean that in terms in the, in the simplest way, in terms of like hobbies, you know, like, like I think about Tasha Tudor. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you guys don't know Tasha Tudor, she was an old illustrator gardener in Vermont. Had a, oh, you got to just go look her up. She wrote books and she was amazing. Yeah. Um, we can look at Tasha Tudor and be like, that's so romantic and it's so beautiful and it's so great. And it is in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but like she had to, how do I want to say this? It's like, you're either going to do it or you're not like you can, well, look she at was her. super intentional. I mean, but yeah, like she, she's like living like off grid, right. Corgi cottage. Yeah. She's hardcore. There weren't a lot of distractions to take her from her art and her way of life. It was an intentional multiple intentional decisions from how she cared for her garden to yes. her lifestyle inside the home. Right. And I think I say this because I don't want women as women, we can tend to really beat ourselves up like, Oh, I didn't do that thing that I'd always wanted to do. Or here I am again, mm-hmm. still in this place, blah, blah, blah. And that's okay. In a certain sense, but yeah. like, yeah. just just stop beating yourself up because either you're going to learn to knit or you're going to train a dog, or you're going to like, I don't know, wallpaper your dining room. Like you're either going to do those things. You're going to make the decisions towards those things or you're not. Mm -hmm. And like, those are depending on your situation. Like those could both be okay. But what's not okay is you just like writhing and, and lashing yourself because you're not actually doing the things. It's like, does that make sense? Yeah. We can like make ourselves feel so terrible. It's like, okay, this is free time. Like the, like, listen to your voice. Don't yeah. listen to your mind. Like what you said the other day. Yeah. This is free time. This is supposed mm-hmm. to be stuff that we want to do to shape who we are. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, well, what do you do in your free time? Oh, well, I, I read Tolstoy. Uh, I, I don't read Tolstoy by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What other hobbies do people have? <laughs> like other things. Tolstoy that people- or nothing. <laughs> Tolstoy or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know not everybody knits. Like I like to knit. I am like the worst knitter in the world. I am so slow and like, I can't do anything right. I just 
so badly wish I had a mentor, but I do enjoy knitting. I enjoy the clickety clack and busying mm-hmm. my hands mm-hmm. um, while I'm sitting still. Um, I know, I mean, painting, listening to music, creating music, playing the piano, right. like whatever, all these things. Like these are supposed to be things that are like enrichment, things that fill your heart with joy, not like another reason to beat yourself up over something that you didn't do, you know? So, and I think, yeah, we just kind of got to be, we got to be honest with ourselves and we do have to, we have to prepare the environment for that to even happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are those uh, things for you? Like, what are you going to fill your time with in well, this winter? Keep at my art hobby. I'm going to keep at it. Actually, I'm going to paint the tile for my kitchen this winter. So I have hundreds of tile that I'll be hand painting. And that's going to be very therapeutic. Um, I think uh, we, I think, I don't know this week, I think the ad for um, my magazine will be talking about the new magazine. Okay. And that's actually an article in the new magazine. It's about painting your own tile, which I'm really excited to share with people. And I'm going to be doing that always (laughs) to the whole kitchen. And, uh, I included that in the winter edition of the magazine because I had this thought. I conjured up women like just sitting and methodically and therapeutically painting tile after tile all winter. It just sounded like this so intimate, cozy, just get done with one, do the next one, like rhythmic, gentle. Just as I was coming up with this idea for the magazine, I just felt like this feeling. I don't know. But that's what I wanted people if they thought, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Um, Mm -hmm. That's the feeling I have going into it. I've already painted a handful of them and it was so enjoyable. And I thought, what a great way to spend the winter Mm -hmm. and then have a great, um, you know, home project for this for the spring to install Mm -hmm. them. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to be doing a lot of that. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot of working out because I'm on a bender and uh a lot of walking outside in the winter because of my like winter conversion that I experienced a few years ago as far as coming to terms. Yeah. Embracing it. Come to terms with being in labor. I've come to terms with winter and yeah. Now I get out there. Um, I was actually, I was surprised the other day when I called you and you're like, I'm out on the walk with the dog. I'll fire it back. It's like, oh, this is new. Yep. Yeah. There's been a couple of fun new things. And I feel like as a family, we're filling our free time in different ways now. Like, and it's really exciting to me, like weightlifting, like yeah. <laughs> who would have thunk? Right. Um, but I'm like, now that I have the dexterity of it and I know the moves I'm doing and I know where to like put my hands and <laughs> like, I, I have a general idea of what I'm doing. Um, I like really, really like it. It's so different than quote working out to me, mm-hmm. which I always thought was like, do the elliptical for 45 minutes and then, you know, do the little chest machine. And like, I always kind of had this really stupid idea of what it meant, yeah. but like the personal challenge of lifting heavy things, um, not panicking under weight or under pressure, mm-hmm. sitting in pain, which I know all those all sound like terrible things, but like, <laughs> I could talk about this for a long time. I'm, it's really been helpful for me. Um, and like the kids are kind of picking up on it because they come to the gym with us. And so that's kind of fun to 
fill your time with that. Mm -hmm. If anyone else wants to geek out a little bit on weightlifting, I have somebody for you to follow on Instagram. Speaking of social media, do you want, you should follow her. Okay. Because I think you would really like her. She just had her baby. So she does a ton of like weightlifting. I mean, she did so great at at documenting everything while she was pregnant, postpartum. Um, and I could just like watch her videos because I think it's so fascinating. Okay. It's just Meg squats, Meg squats. Anyway, so that's been new. Mm -hmm. Also, we won't be able to do this a ton in the winter time, but through this fall, Stu bought little, like old, like 40 year old dirt bike. Like, no, they're not dirt bikes. They're Honda nine. I don't know what they are. They look like little European bikes. They're really small. And I learned how to drive one and which was like totally new. I've Mm -hmm. driven a motorcycle now and we just putts around and the kids will ride on the back. Mm -hmm. And we got Owen a little one for his birthday. So it's like, and and we all enjoy it so much that I could see it actually being something that we do as a family. Mm -hmm. We're just going to go for a bike ride. We just putts along and stop and pick flowers. (laughs) Like, you know, it's really fun. Um, but not something at all that we ever could have even imagined when we had little kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like a a new thing. Yeah. It is a new thing. Um, yeah, this sounds, (laughs) this is fun to me. Like I really like, like shocker. I'm competitive (laughs) (laughs) and I like, I don't like like, games. Like I'm not, yeah. Do you have family friends who are like, you want to come over and play games? I'm like, could I slip my wrists? Like, really? Do I have to? Don't love game night so much, but I like games like Miss Pac-Man and skee-ball and I love me some air hockey and got an air hockey machine or table. (laughs) (laughs) You're the coolest mom. Well, air hockey. Yeah, it is so flipping fun and it's really, you know, there's a lot of us and it's really easy to go like after dinner to kind of disperse. I wish we were the... Almanzo Wilder family sitting in the living room all around the fire making popcorn and reading stories, but we're not. I mean, sometimes it comes together like that and it's very romantic and endearing, but you know, got teenagers that want to go to their own room and go here and write poetry. And it's as a mom, that's kind of sad for me. Like I want to be together after dinner. So I got an air hockey machine. I manipulated the situation (laughs) and wow. Turns out my kids are rather competitive too. And it's been so much fun to the point where I'm going to paint a blackboard on the wall. We're going to have like family, like the bowling. Oh, league. yeah. And keep track of like who's the real. The best. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And you're right. You and that. I love that. So we, fun. it's been yeah. like Joel's like, I've never seen the kids play together like this in so long. Yeah. Because you know, the age differences are getting really big. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. not like they're just all little. It's like mm-hmm. some are really big and some are really little. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, um, so fun. Wintertime is usually the time that we will we'll bring out like um, card games. I grew up playing cards. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, like we would play cards until like in, in middle school and high school. We would stay up in the summer to like two in the morning mm-hmm. and we would just watch like Jay Leno and play cards and eat potato <laughs> chips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and I have such wonderful memories. So like I taught Owen and Georgia how to play solitaire. 
the other day, just by yourself, you know, here's how you set it up. And it's my, I should do that. So I sat and played it all night with them. Like, here's a deck of cards. Here's how you play. Cause it's like, you're competitive, but you're against yourself. There's ways to make it easier if they're younger and harder when they're older. It's the perfect thing to do by the fire. It's also, I don't know if you've ever played nerds, but it's basically like you play solitaire by yourself, but your piles where you put all your aces and stuff, you share. Mm -hmm. That was the game that we played growing up. And it's easy. Kids can play it. You can play it with 10 people or with two people. And it's, it's fun. It's, did you play Shanghai ever? No. Okay. Shanghai is our big family game. Okay. And yeah, my grandma's like the queen. And then we played peanuts too. We never played peanuts. I asked, and it's kind of the same thing where you're like, you're building. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But dang, she doesn't remember how, and I don't either. And I'm so sad because I know like if I Google it, it might be different. Yeah. Yeah. There's different versions of Shanghai and yeah. I think it's worth investing in, in that. It's fun. That is such a great winter time. I mean, it's fun in the summer too. We'll play outside at night, you know, string up the lights and put on the music and whatever, but it's a really good pastime in the winter. Kids can get really stir crazy in the winter. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, especially in like February and you're just like, <sighs> so it is helpful to have things that they can do like that. Yeah. And it's fun now to have the stage of kids where you can. Mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I noticed that with the yeah. air hockey. I'm like, well, this isn't excruciating. Like we're actually playing together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is actually a viable game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think we're about ready to take on another big um, hobby as a family as well, because uh, I don't know. If, I don't even know if I can say this, which is so stupid. But like we, <laughs> I'm scared now. We have a lot of guns. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. Okay, shooting is fun. Hunting, we co- we collect yeah, yeah. we collect a lot of guns. Okay, and. Um, and we use them for various things, but we do love Stu and I, we shot, we went through this really great period when we were dating and engaged and we rode horses every single day and we shot guns like three times a week. And it was sounds so, so fun. Fabulous. I loved it. We both loved it. And then life changes. And like, I haven't been back on a horse really since like my kids were little, 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 mm-hmm. um, which is sad, but our kids have really taken to shooting. And I think it's, you know, I always tell people the only thing scarier than knowing how to use a gun is not knowing how to use a gun. Like you are going to be exposed to these and you are going to know how to do them and you're going to do them to my safety standards, not somebody else's. And obviously we are very careful. Yes, they are locked up. Don't do that. But It's, it's really, please don't email me. I seriously, the Australians, they don't like, they really don't like guns. Every time I talk about guns, I always get like an inbox up in their houses from Australians. They're like, what is it about American and guns? Oh my gosh. Stuart always loves it. He's like, I need to feel some freedom on my shoulder. (laughs) Anyway, my Owen is actually a really, really good shot. Okay. And so he is, he's at the age now where we're, we're ready to start hunting. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're not really at a place as a family because of the farm where we can go off and do these big long hunts. We can't go places for 10 days. We can't, 
Mm-hmm. You know, we can't invest that kind of time away from the farm. And so we were kind of thinking, well, what are the ways that we can do this um, in the right way for our family? And for us, that means basically bird hunting, which means mm-hmm. you can go out, you can go out in the morning and you can spend three hours out there or 12 hours out there. You're supposed to be loud. So you're not trying to keep your kids quiet. Right, <laughs> it's like right. you're, the idea is you're flushing these birds out, exactly. you know, and um, anyway. And so this is really exciting because this has just been like a, I would say like a nine month transition where all of a sudden Stu's like, no, we're actually at this stage now where free time can be used for this. Mm-hmm. And he's really happy about it because he's been waiting for a while. And, um, you know, our family is really happy about it. So that'll be kind of a new one. I think we're going to explore cool. too, which is yeah. going to be fun. Aiden's been like, like nothing would be cooler <laughs> for my kids than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to take my older kids downhill skiing this year. Ooh, okay. I've been skiing in forever, like since having kids. Okay. And I would yeah. love for them to experience that. Yeah. That's a huge thing where we live. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. big, um, a couple hours from here. Okay. I, we would have to drive to get there, but okay. Yeah. We have a big ski hill. That's like 20 minutes away. And oh. people come from all over the state to go, but I didn't grow up skiing. Really? Like, I have zero context for any of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought about doing cross country skiing because our neighbor right up the road, he'll just mm-hmm. put on his cross country skis and he'll just go up and down the orchard roads. Hey, have you ever cross country skied? No, but I've heard it's very hard. It's hell. <laughs> Why? It's so horrible, Shay. <laughs> Have you ever been on a Nordic track? It's awful. <laughs> That's actually the worst part of downhill skiing. As a kid, when you come down the hill and you're like, crap, now I got to get over there <laughs> on flat ground. And you're like, <laughs> but it looks so romantic. <laughs> oh, it looks romantic. <laughs> I have a lot of respect for people that can do it. I maybe I should try it as an adult. As a child, I was a total clod. I was like, okay. this sucks. Just give me a hill. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, but you know, yeah, I'm we have scared. trails here in the state park. Like that would be really dreamy. They do like candlelit cross country night here. And like that yeah. would be really cool. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's good. Um, speaking to self here, it's good <laughs> uh to take on a few things at a time, you know. Like mm-hmm. I've also wanted to snowshoe. Like we're just going to be a snowshoeing family and we're going to go snowshoeing. Me too. Yes. Every year at Costco, I'm like, I'm like, should I get the snowshoes? And every year where you're we like, that'd be own? kind of expensive. Did you <laughs> think every year I'm like, okay, $69.99 times, times eight. eight. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, we'll do it next year. <laughs> exactly. Every <laughs> And then there's going to be. And I'm watching alone and that chick makes her own out of like birch. Yep. She's like, bet you didn't know I had this talent. Yep. And also in the winter, we're still farming. So it's like, I have to just put on my, like, what are those things that clip onto your boots? Yeah, yeah. Like little like claw things. That yeah, you can, yeah. Just so I can get up to the barn and like milk the cow in freezing temperatures. Not so all on your head. I always tell my kids, I'm like, shuffle like a penguin, shuffle yep. like a penguin. Yep. <laughs> Low center of gravity. Low center of gravity. Right. Um, <laughs> There is in like Florida are like, what are they talking about? Oh my gosh. Honestly, (laughs) I I do love having the four seasons. I really do. I, I mean, that's what I grew up with. You've never really like gone through a winter. You 
you really should just, there should be like some sort of like intern program. So you can call yourself a real person <laughs> and like, you should go have to intern a winter. Well, it's kind of on a farm. <laughs> it's like that also with light. So like my, my father-in-law's here, he's from Georgia. He's lived his whole life in Georgia and Alabama. And well, I think a little bit of Texas, but like, you know, he's Southern. And so he has never seen the the dynamic of light. Like we get up way up North, mm-hmm. meaning there are the days they're closer to the equator. So Mm -hmm. the days aren't as long in the summer and they're not as short in the winter. Mm -hmm. It stays much steadier here. It's like three 30 and it's dark (laughs) in the winter time. Even the lighting while we're talking, there's like a storm outside. So it's just like, it's sunny. No, it's not. It's Oh yeah. It's just dark here. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's one of those things. Great. It's great for, you know, filling that time with something. Mm-hmm. Also, depending on our stupid government entity, Ooh. the Department of Health, <laughs> we, <laughs> we may or may not be working on a project this winter. So that might actually take most of my free time this year. But next year, I'm getting snowshoes for sure. <laughs> if you guys have so much crap in your house. And snowshoes are headed to the dumpster. Send them to us. We need to snowshoe 10 children. (laughs) Seriously. No, genuinely, I do hope that we are working on our our renovation project through the winter. But I'm also not super hopeful. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess that's it. I, I guess. That some CEO of your free time inspiration. Was it? I think I it was so. like. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Uh, yeah. Be just be in, be encouraged. Stock your home with the right things. Less screen always. You know what? If you guys want some motivation, I'm going to tell you something to go watch on a screen. <laughs> Which I know seems counter to what I just said, but (laughs) I watched this movie in bed the other night. Stu fell asleep. I was just not there yet. So I watched this movie called 14 Peaks on Netflix. Okay. And it's a story about a climber from Nepal who decides to climb the 14 highest peaks in the world in seven months. Oh my. The last time this was done, it took the climber 16 years. <laughs> I was going to say seven months, seven months. So there was a bunch in Nepal, one in China, some in Pakistan. Uh, I think that was anyway, maybe a few others dribbled around. Anyway, the logistics were insane, obviously, to be able to mm-hmm. pull something like this off. Because doesn't it take like a couple months to do Everest alone? You got to watch it. Okay. You got to watch it. This, he was like nothing I'd ever seen, but I, I almost have not felt quite, not that I'm obviously as amazing as him. It was incredible, but he was just like, people tell me I can't. And I just like, I don't hear that. And so he calls, they just said, that's impossible. No one would sponsor him because they're like, that is impossible. So he calls it project possible. That is the name of it. And I'm like, I get you. Yeah. Oh, I get you. Say you can't do that. 
my kids are like, oh, here she goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they shouldn't have said that. <laughs> it's just so, I think it's so important for the homemaker to remember again, when you're talking to yourself, mm-hmm. even if you, even like, if you're wanting to fill your free time this winter with knitting and you've never knitted before, it's going to be frustrating and it's awesome. going to be painful. Yeah. And like, when you watch something like this, you just see the only people who can achieve stuff are the people who are like, yeah, it's going to hurt. Yeah. It's going to be awkward. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I think I'll do it anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll just kind of just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep learning and keep changing and growing. And I love that. And I do yeah. see this as this really like little special pocket of time that we get yes. where the days are dark and it's cold and there's nothing pulling you out like in summer. Mm-hmm to just kind of pour into those things. I think it's a really neat opportunity, super motivating movie, but I wouldn't recommend watching it before you go to sleep because I was just like, like, what am I going to do? Should I get up and go work out? Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> it was okay, so then. good. It was so good. Anyway. All right. Well, we were okay. so happy that you were here with us for this conversation on being the CEO of your free time. We appreciate you spending your free time with us. Be sure that you are following us each individually over on Instagram at Shay Elliott, at Parisian Farm Girl, and collectively at Homemaker Chic Podcast. Lots always going on there in those three locations. Uh, we love it when you show love to our sponsors. Thank you so much to our patrons who keep the show on the air. It's really, mm-hmm. really great to be able to tell the husbands how many patrons we have <laughs> supporting yes. the show. Makes it a little bit easier to come here and grab this mic time with you. You can do that at patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. And we will be back in just a few days to do it again. Again in red lips, no <laughs> denim jumpers. Yes. I'm Keep doing it, ladies. Homemaking. You're doing a great job. You're doing, You're doing great. a great job. Okay. We'll see you guys. Cheers. Cheers.